Scientists to speak about Atlantis are satisfied with offering incidental criticism or else ignore the problem entirely. The one common denominator among all the various theories that have been put forward is the singular lack of detachment shown by the pseudoscience theorists. Instead of beginning with Plato, most begin with a hypothesis and develop their ideas with an enthusiasm that often verges on fanaticism. Some years ago, I wanted to visit the island of Maturiki, some ten kilometers off the east coast of Viti Levu, the largest island in the Fiji group of the southwest Pacific. I drove to Uthuni Vanua, the tip of the land, in eastern Viti Levu, to rendezvous with the boat from Maturiki. It arrived much later than I did, and I spent some of the interim wandering along the foreshore, exposed by the low tide, wondering at the vast numbers of pottery shards sticking up through the mud. Some of these shards were intricately decorated, made this way, I supposed, by the distant ancestors of the people now living in the area, people who today have no memory of pottery-making. When the boat arrived, we headed out to sea, threading our way through the myriad reefs that fringe this coast, buffeted by swells driven into our path by the southeast trade winds. Our route was not directly to Maturiki. The boatmen first had to collect some supplies from isolated Lele Uviel Island, five kilometers south, where a backpacker's resort is located. Lele Uvia is one of the smallest and lowest islands I have ever been on, perhaps 100 meters in diameter and rising no more than 3 meters above the surface of the patch of coral reef on which it is built. It is a pile of sand and gravel, thrown together by successive storm waves, then colonized by the coconut palms and creepers that are ubiquitous along the low, sandy coastlines of the tropical South Pacific Islands. While the boatmen went to do business on Lele Uvia, I wandered along the shore, and there, to my surprise, buried in the sand spit at the eastern end of the island, I found more pottery shards. There is no clay on Lele Uvia so the pottery could not have been manufactured there. I tried to imagine how it could have got there. Too heavy to be carried in the waves, I supposed the pottery must have been brought to this island by people. In the absence of fresh water, people in the past could never have lived permanently on such islands. To do so today, they import drinking water. Perhaps the pottery was brought as water containers for fishing parties. We got back into the boat and set off for Maturiki. To get there from Lele Uvia, we first had to cross Endeveta Livu, Great Passage, a deep water gap through the Great Barrier Reef, into which water from the deep ocean is driven by the southeast trade winds. As we reached the edge of Endeveta Livu, 
all of us in the boat were asked to remove our hats and refrain from talking until we reached the other side. The reasons for this are intriguing, as I found out when we landed finally on Maturiki. Long ago, I was told, an island named Vunii Vilivu had existed between Maturiki and Leleuvia, a chiefly island, one of immense cultural importance in the district. Then one day, it abruptly disappeared. It slipped beneath the waves, and only a few of its occupants survived. Sometimes today, my informants told me, when they cross in the Veta Livu, where the island once was, the shouts and screams of people can be heard coming up from the ocean depths. And that is why you must show respect by removing your hat and being quiet.